What's up? Welcome back to Political Ramble. This is your host, Cyrus King. And on this podcast episode, as I record very early in the morning, like 4.30 Eastern Standard Time. That's why my voice sounds a little hoarse, or like I just woke up. But this is how dedicated I, I am to you guys. I just keep seeing people come. And I, and I actually made a podcast about this four or five days ago. And four or five days ago, they were saying Trump was up. No, Biden was up by like 10 points. And now they're like, oh, Biden has the highest lead since um, since 1936 of, an, of a challenger, right? Challenging a president. And I have found that, you know, a lot of people really think, like, they, you know, a lot of people when they hear this, they say, well, the polls are on the first time. We can't trust the media, which I shouldn't, I, which I tell you, don't trust them. But I will tell you, so somebody who works in data and, and polls, for you know, independently, that the polls being wrong the first time were very exaggerated. I think they were off a little bit. Like I told you before, they were like Hillary was up by four percent going into the election night, and she won by two and a half percent. So they were off. I would say about thirty four percent, which is kind of which is which is a lot. I'm not gonna lie to you that that's a lot. But I think when people hear it, though, like when people talk about the polls, right, and they're, how they're off, they don't think it's 30% off. They think it's like something even bigger, right? And I think sometimes people don't understand, no. Hillary, when Hillary lost, there was a feeling of inevitability. People underestimated Donald Trump. So because they underestimated him, in a sense, what, what ends up happening is that they should have told you, like, in polling, you know. If you're up by 4%, it's not going to, I don't want to say it's considered dead even, but you should never be as cocky as they were because the line of margin, error of margin is usually 4%. So you never really want to be that cocky like how they were, but it just that everyone just assumed Hillary Clinton to win, you know? And I also think when you add up that as well as that you have a lot of people who sometimes would vote for Trump and say they didn't, so that was part of it as well, right? So I think when you see that 25 or 30% off, some of that was that. So then you say, well, then what are you making the podcast for? Well, I mean, people. 4% and versus 16% is a huge difference. Even I don't believe, like, I don't really believe the CNN, like, you know, the 16%, I mean, it depends on the audience that they're trying to, um, that they're trying to <laughs> record what, or that they're covering with the poll. But I would say this, I mean, it seems to be in, in most polls, it's about nine to ten percent lead. You almost never like like even if put this, even if Trump was to get double of what he did against Hillary, right? So he you know, so Hillary was off thirty three percent the polls. Even if Trump gets sixty percent, right? So let's say sixty percent of a nine point lead is off, you're still gonna probably win by three and a half percent. So Worst case scenario, absolute disaster. Biden wins by what Hillary was supposed to win. And, you know, it's unfortunate because in a lot of ways, I understand when you don't follow politics all the way, right? Well, that's all the way. You, you follow it maybe, you know, every time the president is going to get elected. Even then there's gaps. I can understand. I'm not when you when a person doesn't believe in polls when you're a political casual. I don't blame you for that. Like I like because you're not in it every day. So in your mind, you're like, wow, they were wrong with Hillary. 
So why won't they be wrong now? And they're obviously biased, which they are. But to some, but this at the same time, Trump made a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes. Like his COVID, like in the end of the day, it's gonna probably be COVID which destroyed him, right? Which which lost in the election, and you know if you're a Republican, it's almost at the point now where you ref, you ref, you're refusing to address that you are. A regional party, yeah, but winning the presidential election is going to be harder and harder because you're losing the popular vote every day. I mean, every ele- like almost every election now. And, you know, you're depending on the electoral vote. But the demographics are changing so much that in places like even Texas, like, look, North Carolina, like Florida has always been a swing state, right? But places like North Carolina, Virginia, the, the, the South, those, like those are southern states. Some people say Georgia. I don't really believe Georgia. I mean, some people say Georgia, but I, I would say North Carolina and Virginia are more. And shoot, I would even put Texas definitely from all the influx of people from coming from California before I would put Georgia. But even if I put Texas and Georgia, like these are places that you're supposed to be winning. And as much as. But and by a lot, and as much as people talk about, you know, Pennsylvania was always kind of tricky when Trump won that, and the Rust Belt. But the Midwest traditionally is neutral, so I, I and I think they will they will always be neutral, just how we are culturally. Like the Midwest is the neutral point. You know what I mean? Like I don't expect them to be either totally right or totally left, and even if they are blue or red, blue and red in the Midwest is totally different than blue and red in other places. And in fact, I actually think spending half my time in the Midwest these days. I actually dig how they are out here in the sense that in the South and the East and the West Coast, it's like some weird cultural thing. You know, somebody, when somebody says they're blue or red, it's like some weird cultural thing. In the Midwest, it's not, that's not as much the case. I mean, of course, you have exceptions, but that's not the case. And, you know, when you look at Trump's, like his COVID response, like whether you think COVID, you could think COVID is exaggerated or whatever. In the end of the day, when you're a politician, you're supposed to serve your people. The Republican base is older. You cannot tell old people, well, you're old, you're going to die. Why do you think they will vote for you? They're not. Just off that change of demographic, he lost the election. Just off that, where the swing, and I was saying 20% is it's actually bigger now, in that sense, of the swing between the older people who voted for him in 2016 and non-Nazi vote Republican versus what, they've, what they seem to be going, the trajectory they're going now. And even, and, and in the end of the day, this is what it is too. Polls are only a snapshot. They're not reality. I would give you that. But I think a lot of times the true power the media has is the ability to make something feel inevitable. And Trump has built something. I would give him this. When he's built his own ecosystem, he won the first time when they said he lost. Even people's minds who voted, who who rooting against him, in the back of their minds, they're like, oh my God, Trump could still win. So I still believe he's going to win. But when it comes in and you start to see, because trust me, the COVID response is what got him. And then on top of that, you literally are going to tell people right before election, we're not giving you any more stimulus. Like, I don't know who's, who's advising him. And that's kind of why I said about the Republicans. Like, I think the Republicans, because he has standard Republicans advising them. And why, like, you would never tell someone, <laughs> like, in a pandemic, 
when the economy's not doing that great, Wall Street, I mean, Republicans worship Wall Street. Wall Street wants a stimulus. And Trump and Republicans say, no, there's no stimulus. Three weeks before the election? Like, to me, that's like sabotage. I, I mean, you can say that's incompetent, that's stupidity. Could be. Could be. And I do think the Republicans get a lot of blame. Nancy Pelosi, at this point, should have took, took the deal. I think it was like 1.6. I don't want to throw numbers out there. Is it billion? It might be trillion. I don't want to say trillion. But it was like the Republican deal was like 1.6. Let me just say billion for now. I, I don't remember. I, I doubt it's a billion. But let's just say a billion. Like 1.6 billion and the Democrats do it with 2.4 billion. Yeah, that's a 30%, 35% difference. But I'd rather get a 35% difference than nothing. So the Republicans are getting hammered. I think Pelosi and the Democrats literally said we're gonna play chess, and they're playing chess with people's lives, which I just. That's why I gotta make an anti RSC like a video. What I, I said anti, but yeah, anti DNC. I'm sorry, not RNC. Anti DNC video as well because Trump has been messing up so much. I could tell somebody listening to this podcast they would think that I'm a Democrat guy. I'm not. It's just that you can just see his advisors like that didn't make didn't make any sense not doing the stimulus. So now. It's kind of like you're giving the thing that the Republicans always had over the Democrats was the economy. I mean, you got people hurting, and then you say you're not gonna get the money. And no matter what, a lot of states like business is still not 100 percent, confidence is not 100 percent. I mean, people don't understand the economy did not crash. Like when people look, at the economy did not crash because of the stimulus. Forget about the twelve hundred dollar checks. Forget about that. Even the, the airlines getting furloughs. Like, do you understand people not traveling as much? Businesses got basically cash, checks from the government. That's why the economy didn't crash. So when you say you're not going to do it again, it's going to crash. And even if it doesn't crash the way it would have in April when they did it, it just is a bad look. And it just tells me that the Republicans are content with just sometimes, you know, maybe having the Senate, but having the House, having one third of the government, and they still keep their jobs, and it's gonna, and it's enough to keep the Democrats kind of in check, especially when the Democrats tend to be more, tend to be more weak and spineless. So they seem content with that, but it's almost like both sides don't really want to actually get their hands dirty and really do what they're supposed to do. And you can see it. And when Trump loses, he has no one to blame but himself. Yeah, he could blame. Yeah, he can say the media was against him, the establishment was against him, and they were. No question they were. But he had, the, he had the power in the palm of his hands. And I think he's almost damned the Republican Party because Trump, whether you like him or not, had some real populist issues that were real. That he, I'm not saying he actually cared really, but in terms of that's what his game was. Whether it's bad trade deals, whether it's being tougher on China, whether it's even sometimes protecting certain aspects of American culture, which I do agree could be, it's not that it's under attack, but it's more when you're globalized, there's going to be some things that's going to be left behind or washed away or, or overrun, right? So he had certain things that actually had some merit, but he wasn't, a lot of things that he was talking about wasn't really, trade bad, being tough on China and bad trade deals, be, even being not interventionist, like he was not interventionist, like those not really Republican talking points so now 
what does if the Trump loses, what do the Republicans do? They go back to the Republican standard as usual, or what's or what I think could happen? Some people will try to copy down Trump, but you but you got to have the star power to copy down Trump. We live in a world obsessed with celebs, celebrities. It's not just about what you what policy you have. It's more about your style, your charisma. That's why Barack Obama was successful. I'm not a fan, but that's why he was successful. So. You know, when you guys are saying you don't trust polls, I understand that. But when it starts to get like this, 9%, 10%, 12%, 15%, it's not looking good. So I'll be back in a few hours. It's another political ramble by Cyrus King. Till next time. Peace.